Welcome to the Opinionated SEO, where we talk about recent news and updates in the digital marketing world of SEO, paid advertising, and social media that impact you as a marketer. Also throw some of my opinion into the mix. Today, I'll be recapping the Google Office Hours with Google's John Mueller from January 21st, 2022. As always, I'll provide a synopsis of the question and answer, my opinion, and a link to the question in video form. The video ran about an hour. I'll try to summarize this for you in about 15 minutes. Questions seem to focus a bit on internationalization and internal linking. Hope you enjoy. We started with a question about the value of internal links, whether they be in the header, footer, or in content. John said it's pretty similar. Content matters based on where it is in the page, but not links. The next questioner said they are seeing sites that are using paid links, but still ranking well. Why is that? It's a contradiction from what Google says. John replied, really, they're probably doing a lot of things right they're not going to get removed for just one thing wrong. The algorithm also can usually tell those kinds of links and they're just going to ignore them. There's so many factors. You can make mistakes on a few areas and it won't remove you from the index, especially if you're following some bad advice. So you don't have to be perfect. You can make a few mistakes and you're still going to rank, but make mistake after mistake after mistake. And I think that that's where you can start getting into those areas where you start seeing losing of ranking and losing your indexing of your pages. Next question was some pages are not crawling according to Google Search Console. John said there's probably two reasons. One is maybe a technical issue and two, Google just doesn't crawl everything. They have to really decide how much of their resources should be spent on the site based on the value that it provides. You really should improve the quality of your site and that's when you should see Google crawl the site more. Our next questioner said that they saw about 25% of their known pages being dropped from the index and about 50% of their submitted being dropped. They thought that it might be a structured data-related issues since it's coming up is not valid, and John said that issues with structured data would not mean that they would drop it from indexing. It's more likely a quality issue. And I think he's right on this point. I have seen in a lot of sites that I work on that the pages that just aren't getting visited very often are really just the lower quality pages, especially when you see pages like the auto-generated category or tag type pages that don't really have a lot of unique content on it and they're just linking out. They just don't get indexed as much and oftentimes they don't get indexed at all. They might get visited, discovered, but they're just not getting indexed. The next one here was really interesting because they were seeing images in organic search results. And I think we all maybe have started to see that more and more. And this isn't from the image tab. John said there isn't really documentation in Google Search Central. That's something that they probably need to add into there. These are essentially a kind of snippet. It's not based on markup. And the algorithm has recognized that the images are on these pages. And showing some images would actually help people decide which of the results to click on. There really isn't anything that you can do on the site to enable that just things to keep the images from showing. Now, what I will say is that I think it's really important to make sure if you are trying to get your images in here, do all the right things. Make sure that you have a quality image on there. Make sure it's unique, original content, file name named in an appropriate way. So it's not just image one, two, three, and then any kind of alt text, 
and any kind of captions, things like that all relate to the image. I think those things might help out. Google's not saying that those particularly will, but those are also best practices when you're talking about accessibility. And I think that's something that Googlebot will be able to interpret and that could help you out. The next question was about multiple websites for each location but there's just a different phone number and address. Only two of the dozen sites are actually being indexed. John said, address and phone number is not enough to be considered not a duplicate. So you have really three options. Number one, pick one domain and have individual landing pages for each location. And that's best for multiple locations if you can't separate them out, or you have a lot of locations. Number two, make the content different. Well, that doesn't make sense if you have 100 locations and you've got 100 sites and you're trying to write all kinds of unique content, but this is one option, especially if you only have five or 10 different locations, make it just unique content across the board. Number three is to focus on Google My Business or profiles for each location, and that can help out, although that's not really going to help out with the website part of it, but you should be able to get some local visibility. All right, then it was my turn, actually. I had a question for John, and he did answer on here. My question was really that we have a strong U.S. presence, and we're moving into internationalization. Should we go with CCTLD, so that's like your .ca, .co.uk versus .com, or a single domain with subfolder country language like slash fr-ca for French-Canadian, enca for English in Canada? Technology isn't the issue here. But maybe being able to target within Google Search Console for each unique domain by country may be something that is really advantageous to us. So I asked John, is one way better than the other from Google's perspective? And he said, there are multiple things that come into play. Multiple sites versus a single strong site. CCTLDs are super obvious for targeting. So it's a really good approach when you're going that way. Part of what John did say, though, that really resonated, he said, is your website a global website that we also do Canada, or is it a website for Canada? Having its own domain would be better. So it really comes down to more of a strategic decision from a marketing and positioning standpoint. And I think that that's where you can start looking at what's most important for us. Are we trying to position ourselves as a Canadian site, even though this company is located in multiple countries or you know UK, things like that? Or are we saying we're a global company and we have locations all across the world, but that's not the majority of what you see when you land on that main site? So kind of an interesting approach. Really, we're having a lot of internal discussions and looking at that. I think with the hreflang tags, really being able to transfer kind of ranking and authority for pages that we already have indexed in English that might be something that's really helpful. So we're playing around with that. I think though, because there is such the ability to customize a single site for a country and really just go all in, that's probably the direction that we'll go since it's a lot harder to be able to do that with different homepages on a single domain. Next, is there a way to capture a folder without a trailing slash in Google Search Console adding a new property? And that's a no. Uh, a page without a slash is just a page. If it has a slash, it's considered a folder. Now, this is in Google Search Console, but this really does apply to your index as well. If you've got maybe an older content management system or maybe a custom one, and you're adding slashes to pages and not to folders, that's really confusing Google because they've really kind of defined if it ends in a slash, it's a folder. 
If it doesn't have a slash, it's a page. So take a look at your site and make sure you're following that. If not, you may be telling Google something else. This next question talks about site downtime and how that affects indexing. Now, I think this is actually really appropriate. We've seen Amazon Web Services have some major outages here just over the last few months, a few times, and some of them for, you know, 12 hours. The question here was, a site downtime, how does that affect indexing, especially a short downtime, like 12 to 18 hours? In this case, they saw that some of their pages had dropped out of the index when would they be back up? And John said, some pages might drop for the index. It should be back fairly quickly. The pages most often crawled will get picked back up first. They would likely have been notified during the technical issue, and they probably dropped them at that time. They'll get recrawled fairly frequently, so should pop back in pretty quickly. Now, he did say, and this is something I think might be a really great disaster recovery kind of strategy. If you have this issue, you really should have something in place that can serve a 503 page when things go wrong. That tells Google to come back later to double check. You have about a day or two to run a 503 for Google to consider it a temporary glitch, and they won't be dropped. If you serve an error page, a 404, or even an empty page, Google might assume the page has actually gone. And that means that that page could be dropped from the index really quickly. This is something maybe to talk to your DevOps team. Is there some way that you can, if the whole system is going down, if it is something like Amazon Web Services, is there a fallback DNS that you can set up so it points to a server that's just going to say 503 and maybe just have a nice error page on there? If that's the case, Google's not going to penalize you over 12 or 18 hours of downtime. And then it's really easy to switch that DNS back once you're back up and running. So if that's the case, something maybe talk to them about a 503 error page basically is what you would want to serve. And I would say make sure that that error page talks about what's going on. Say the system is down because of XYZ. You could even have updates on it, but realistically push that in something like a straight HTML and make sure it's on a completely different service line than what your main site is on. Next question was about splitting the domain. What should we do in Search Console? John said, splitting or merging sites, you can't use the change of address tool in Search Console that only works on one-to-one moves. The next question was kind of a reverse internationalization. So removing the countries from the site and just focusing on one, but all the countries were already in subfolders. So would moving the main language to the root have a big impact on ranking. John said, you are restructuring the site, and so you should expect some fluctuations in your search results. Make sure that everything is cleanly moved to a new location. Keeping the UK subdirectory, in this case, they were having a UK site only and removing all the other countries, might make it easier if you do end up moving to other countries again. Any move where you're making significant changes to the URL structure of the site you will see fluctuations in ranking because Google has to recrawl the whole site and understand the new structure. This fluctuation can take a month or two. And so that's something I think that's really important to understand here. If you're going to take this on, especially when you're looking at internationalization, like I said, I asked John about this earlier, and this is something really to take into consideration. If you're just going to add one or two countries and you're going to have a few subfolders, may not be that big of a deal. If you're adding a lot more and you're going to have a lot of complexity and that may go away, 
you really want to consider the long-term strategy. Would it be easier to have them each on their own domains or maybe subdomains so that each one has their own way of optimizing? And so in this case, since they had the folder structure and they're looking to get rid of all the other countries, now do they want a domain that doesn't go to the root, but it goes to root slash and then their country code? And does that look as clean? Well, it probably doesn't have a huge impact on ranking, but when they switch it to remove that country code, they really have to spend a lot of time ensuring that all the redirects in place. And then you also have any kind of backlinks maybe pointing to the wrong page. So you really have to audit what are your backlinks coming in. This is where it's really important to have 404 log files and check to make sure anything coming in, especially referral traffic, is being redirected to the proper place. You kind of lose out probably on some of the foreign language. They're looking in a different country that you don't service anymore. May make sense to refer that to a specific page, or it might make sense if you can affiliate it out to another company that does handle that, and maybe you can make some affiliate income from there. The next person asked, can we trust the answers that John's giving? And I think John had a great response, which boiled down to, these are all based on documented items, and each answer typically is tailored to the person asking in their unique situation. It doesn't apply broadly across the board, And so you have to understand the context of each question. And I think I agree with that. I think John's actually been doing a really amazing job of answering questions and giving different options. And really, when you look at it, I'm asking a question that's very specific to my site, and he has a very specific answer that's not going to work on the next person asking a question, even if it's a similar situation, because we have such unique, different parameters. This next question asks about internal linking. Is that more important than URL structure? And though John didn't really touch on the URL structure portion, he did say doing things like nofollow to your terms of service pages doesn't change anything, and it's probably just wasted time. Really what you want to do is create some kind of graph of how things are actually linked internally on your site and see if it's clean or a messy structure. If it's a clean structure, This helps ensure Google knows what pages are most important. So really take that time and look at your internal linking. Don't just link to random pages. You really want to have a structure and strategy to how you're doing them. The recording ended after one more question about multiple languages on a single page. If that's something you have issues with, go ahead, take a look. But it seemed like a fairly edge case, so I didn't really talk too much about it here. I then had a chance to talk to John again after the recording stopped and asked about client-side rendering issues a client was having. This particular client was having trouble replicating the issue as Googlebot sees it. John discussed you can actually use Lighthouse to emulate the crawler, which is really just a Chrome browser. And so this was an idea of how are we seeing Google Chrome or Googlebot itself crawling a site And we can emulate that using those tools that they are actually providing within the Chrome browser itself. And that gives you a better idea of how it's parsing the different data and looking at different links, things like that. I hope this was useful for you. Each of these are posted on the blog at opinionatedseo.com, and you can easily watch the videos from the start of the question along with the synopsis and my opinion. Hope you have a great day and look forward to seeing you tomorrow.